Welcome to Chronic Curiosity. And here we go. too i was trying to imagine what that would be like <laughs> i was thinking about it i had good intentions that's, oh, that's a, funny all this stuff it's not easy what the playing and well it's just his cadence is so unique oh, yeah. to him you know what i mean yeah that's the interesting thing with him it's he has his his own cadence and he doesn't really care and, and he just plays to play which is impressive wall bit yeah, anybody who hasn't listened to him definitely should yeah I've turned, I've turned a bunch of people on to him he's real yeah i mean anybody that goes hey i uh 
I'm going to not take a record contract because I'm in the military and I'm going to serve out my time. And I just want to play to play. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing it just to do it. Yeah, it's pretty cr- Have you ever seen the video? Um, he records one of his songs in the back of a Bronco. Bronco, yeah. Yeah, you saw yeah. that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You made, did you send that to me? I don't, I don't know no, if I just I, stumbled I, upon it. Or? That, we got to give credit where credit's due. It had to be Rick. <laughs> it may have been Rick. Yeah. <sighs> I know he, he at least got me you know, going on him. So Yeah, and then you kind of were like, hey, I have listened to this. Dude, he's awesome, and I'm like, okay. I know. I had to push you for a while. Cool. I was like, I'm like, well, it, 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 like I said, going <laughs> Rick back was our, really right yeah. this try. <laughs> no, going back to our combo, it wasn't even pushing me. It was just, man, I, I didn't have time. And then, no, yeah, it was kind of cool to listen to you. And you're like, it just kind of turned into a fanboy, if you will. And the uh, last I time did. I saw you, I think really get that attached to an artist was the White Buffalo. Oh yeah, and you were just like, that's that's my dude. And and to be honest, it took me. I don't know if this was me or the artist. Maybe just because I've grown. Um, But it took me longer to get attached to White Buffalo. You said, hey, check this guy out. I'm like, ah, okay, yeah. it's." And then, I don't know, it's just. Probably because, I mean, you had like a Dave Matthews background, didn't you? I had everything background. Pretty eclectic across the Yeah, I mean, I would listen to anything from, um, you know, Metallica, Led Zeppelin to... um, you know, I grew up listening to the Eagles and um, Moody Blues and CCR. Uh, and one of my favorites, I can't even think of the name now, um, Dire Straits. Like, I grew up on that kind of stuff. Um, but then it's just I, I don't have a whole lot of bands that I, I really love. Yeah. But – um. You know, it's when when you find somebody that has just talent, and not just talent, but it just makes something good and different. You know, like the Dave Matthews thing. I love Dave Matthews band because, you know, a lot of people don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't like his. You know, it's it's either the voice or whatever it is. Uh, but you know, you can't discount their. M- musical prowess you know oh yeah like you said they're so talented they're insanely talented you just gotta watch them play yeah if you can just sit there if you like music you can't sit there and and watch you know okay maybe if you don't if you hate his voice that much okay i get it but the musicians they have are just i mean he's an incredible guitarist and you have boy tinsley this ridiculous violin playing motherfucker just getting it (laughs) like I've never seen somebody play a violin like he does. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's real devil came down to Georgia shit. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Carter Buford, which I believe is past now on the drums or no, maybe it was their, maybe it was their wind instrument player. I can't remember his name now. Oh, that sucks. But they had the, the guy that played the saxophone for him. Like he, like, Oh yeah. He could play like eight different instruments and he would saxophone and he'd bust this out and, and then I remember the first time I ever saw him in concert, they had somebody on stage playing the trumpet. And I played trumpet for years, and I was really good at it in high school. Didn't, didn't sound like that? No. <laughs> no. Like I, I considered myself a decent trumpet player, but this guy made the trumpet make sounds that I didn't even know were possible. And I was like, if you can't appreciate that, I don't, you know. Every time I think of the trumpet, um, 
I think of there's this band called and I don't even know if they still play, but it's called Here Come the Mummies. I feel like maybe I played them for you once. They were on the uh, the Bob and Tom show, um, but they literally dress in all mummy garb. Oh jeez! And you, you have no idea. Like apparently, no one really knows who they are, um, and they're wicked, wicked talented. Like they're professional musicians and. I don't know if this is true or if it's just part of the allure of their their story, but uh, they they I don't know if Bob and Tom said that or I don't know if I just heard it, but everyone was kind of trying to figure out who these guys are, and they said because they have contracts, they can't really reveal who they are, and they just get together and play. I saw them in Mansfield at like two different rib fests, and they were unbelievably tight knit. Like you can tell these dudes have played together, right? Like phenomenal on instruments and i mean they had trumpets they had the brass they had dudes just getting after it with with drums uh and some interesting tones in their voices dude and you can't to me that's that's what's really impressive is when you find like and maybe it's just because i'm getting older (laughs) i don't know if that's an excuse but like when you're younger and like you hear different music stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, Trash. Oh, you're good. Um, you know, but I f- feel like everything is, and we've talked about the whole social media thing, how it's just everything's been so condensed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like I love, you know, um, EDM too. I like that too. But, like, there's something to be said about, you know, those guys are talented, but there's something to be said when you can put, you know, brass instruments. Oh yeah, and with with an electric guitar, and you know, with you know, this drums, and all of a sudden you get a guy coming out, you know, playing the xylophone, yeah. and be able to make it all like or like the organ, and you know, just all these different, you know, bagpipes thrown into the mix, whatever it is, like there's something special about that. That's like, wow, okay, these are musicians. Like, I don't consider myself a musician. I consider myself very uh, very good at learning the basics of a lot of things so i can learn how to play i can learn how to do things but i never get really really good at them true you know what i mean like because you you see people that like you know i'll just use easy examples like eric clapton and you know Jimi hendrix where those people those were like Jimi hendrix was like a prodigy he was better at guitar at the age of, well, he died at like 26, something uh, like that. No, he was one of the 27s, wasn't he? Didn't they? Yeah, like, 27. Oh, yeah, I think it was. Oh, right. I was, I was thinking 27. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like I was younger. You're, you're probably right. No, that was like Joplin and uh, Amy Winehouse and uh, Kurt Cobain. And yeah, but all like those people died. And Kurt Cobain, uh, I'll pick a bone. I have a bone to pick with Kurt Cobain fans. <laughs> Not that I don't like him and I don't appreciate what he did, but he wasn't an incredible musician. Let's. Let's be real about it. I mean, could you could you not be an incredible musician, but be an incredible musician because you like sp- spurred a movement? Like, so you, you I, think I don't. He was, I mean, so like, I think there's. I don't. I'm the not grunge, saying he wasn't like, incredible, and he wasn't incredible for music. I'm just saying he wasn't an incredible musician. Okay. You know what I mean? Like True. Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix was an incredible musician. Yeah. Just because he could pick up that and physically just do things that even people that are incredibly musician with guitars go how the what the hell is that guy doing right well, now I it's mean, like the, you know there I mean? was a story about 
Eric Clapton watching him. And, and yeah, that's that I, I, yeah. I forget who I. I think it was on Rogan, and he and he told that story about Clapton going like, I I I thought I was pretty good at guitar. Yeah, like, here's like that the, dude's like on an, on another level. Yeah, he's he's doing something with that instrument that is atypical and is just out there, but it's phenomenal. So that's what I mean. Like, there's a big difference between Jimi Hendrix and that like. Or, you know, just it's all bar chords. True. You know what I mean? Like, that's all. But like I said, it was Kurt Cobain did something for the industry, and I think maybe ushered in a new era. And you can't discount that for sure. But to say that he was an incredible guitar player, show me the proof. I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't know much about him at all, so I can't really speak. To yeah, him. I just never heard anything that, like that blew my mind away. Would as far as the mus- musician part of it goes, like he puts up, you know, I feel like he was more, he was a better salesman at selling grudge than anything. But that's not to discount what he did. That's why I'm, I don't want to discount what he did yeah. and who he was. But well, let me, let me ask you this, and kind of going back to, uh, you know. It, Zach Bryan and, and uh, Jake Smith from the White Buffalo and how well they they resonate with you. Um, with the White Buffalo, at least, uh, obviously he's he's very talented. But right. do you think there's more to kind of why you, you like him? Do you feel like that's towards your style, or that you know if if he wouldn't have been the originator of what murder ballads, maybe <laughs> that that could have been <laughs> yeah. you? Like that speaks to your soul, or? I guess why are you drawn to him? Um, so it's definitely not the it's not the talent, and it's not the musical talent. Going back to that, just touch sure. it. It's not the musical talent. Um, he is good. But yeah, it's not. I mean, there's a thousand other better guitar players out sure. there, and he'll tell you that himself. Yeah. Um, you know, he was self-taught and. I don't think he, he didn't pick up a guitar until he was, what, like, 21 or something like that? It was, it was later. Yeah. It still gave me hope, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's and it's the lyrics. He has a he, – he's a decent writer. You know, he, he doesn't uh, write anything, you know, super philosophically mind-blowing by any means. He has some good ones. You know, he, he you know, he's like – he has a – He's a decent writer. He's a good writer, but I think it's when he ties the emotion and this, his capabilities in his voice, which is – that's not really his doing because that's just genetics. But goddamn, does he have a voice. Yeah. Um, I think the ability, too, to, to use that voice as that instrument. I know, and, it is, and I think – and that's I, a big hear, piece of Yeah, it. I hear you and Rick always say that. And, I mean, I know that was kind of like your one big criticism to me. You're like, hey, you have this cool voice. You need to freaking use it. And I'm and, like, and figure out how to use yeah, it and harness it. Yeah. That's the hard part, you know, because he does a really good job at that. Yeah. He has a phenomenal voice. It's not, and it's not what most people would say is phenomenal because it's not this crisp, clear, like beautifully toned thing. And I, and I think all of those things wrapping together with the murder ballots, it's his rawness. Feel and good murder ballot of the yeah. summer. I <laughs> <laughs> feel good. Yeah. And like in the whistler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in his ability to, to, to write that song, the lyrics aren't anything crazy, but it's the meaning and then the feeling and then the, the rawness of his voice and his guitar playing. And it's just, and there's something, 
about those people hearing them play acoustic. Yeah. You get even more emotion out of them. Same thing with Zach Bryan. Sure. You know, it's the rawness. The more raw an artist is, the more I at least I feel like I can appreciate their acoustic. I think a lot of people can because of just going back to what you were saying about everything being so either produced or I think I feel like a good word like uh either commercial or like uh ersatz I think is the word but commercially artificial almost I don't know that word just (laughs) like basically packaged if you will well it's like Sturgill says in one of his songs what (laughs) you know what's the line you uh you write the songs and leave everything else up to me or something like that maybe your voice is too sincere and you know and Sturgill's like fuck you guys. I'm going to go do some DMT and write my own music. (laughs) Turtles all the way down. Yeah. And then all the way from that to his, you know, and I remember hearing, that's another guy like his, I'm okay with his produced stuff and it's, it's good. But like hearing him play acoustic, that's when I was like, Oh, this dude, like this dude can play like, and he can sing. And then have you, have you gotten to see him live? I have not. I've not seen Sturgill live. Yeah. We, I saw him and he was, I, so kind of like him, like Isbel as well. Um, dude, I didn't, know, I, I didn't know those guys were like guitar God, players. Isbell's a, he's a yeah. hell of a, yeah, well, didn't he, he, he was a guitar player for drive-by truckers, right? Yeah. Originally. I think so. Yeah. 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 And so, I know he was down in muscle shoals and I mean, he grew up around that stuff, but I saw him at the Ryman, um, best concert of my life, by the way. It was amazing because, uh, this Chris Stapleton actually opened up for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how the tides have turned yeah huh? yeah exactly and then they they brought they're like hey we have a special guest and uh a, a buddy was down there with me and uh he he wasn't a, i mean he's a music guy but he i don't know that he appreciates it in the same way that i do which is the cool thing about music you can appreciate it in different ways oh, absolutely yeah but i just told him i was like i got these tickets i'm like let's go to nashville and he was like well who are we seeing i'm like dude don't worry about it and he's like yeah, how much are they? i'm like don't, don't worry about worry it about not cheap. It. i got how much is going and he was just like, dude, this is the, the raddest thing I've ever seen. And then now he really appreciates it uh, just because of you know what happened to Chris Stapleton and because of their special guest who they brought out, who was John Prine. Oh, and, wow. And, you know, God rest his soul. He's not yeah. with us anymore. And, you know, how well he influenced everyone. And then obviously him and Sturgill shared were, an office yeah. together. So, yeah, they were very close, you know, you know, as it were. Yeah. I, um, but kind of what I was getting at there, I was asking you if you, you got to see him play, uh, and just talking about how unbelievable they are on guitar. Um, but going back to, so we obviously haven't seen Zach Bryan play, but we have seen them Jake Smith from the white Buffalo play. And I think that's the other cool thing to truly liking someone is seeing them in person and then when you get to meet them i was they, really afraid to meet and him. i know i was really i don't think i've ever really seen you nervous and i'm like what what's wrong with fred and i'm like oh he's nervous i'm like this is weird and yeah. uh which dude once you met him you were fine and he and he turned out to be pretty darn cool i mean it was, yeah it was a brief interaction but, it was uh, but i mean we still got to talk to him for a couple it was did, a couple we minutes did, we did and then i which was I saw him another time and talked to him at the bar, right? And uh, and he was cool. And then Rick obviously talked to his dad, right? And then talked to him, and uh, yeah, and he just seemed like a pretty cool guy. And and then you find out he's actually like super goofy when he does his, when he does <laughs> yeah. in, the in the garage. Oh, the in the garage. Oh, he gosh. has a couple more out that I haven't. I I I haven't watched the last couple in the garages. Yeah. Um, and not because I don't want to. 
Um, honestly, I've seen them pop up and I have, because of everything, you know, you, you are well aware of my deep dive into the abyss of politics and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, I haven't watched a lot the last few because I see them pop up and I go, you know what? I'm not in the right frame of mind Yeah, to be able to watch this and give, give it its due True. and appreciate it. So I've saved them for when I'm able to really appreciate them. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting, I'm, I'm pulling out of the abyss now, luckily. Um, but yeah, like when you see, like, it's cool. I mean, obviously he's, he's not huge. Um, by any means and you know i i would be willing to bet he never will be which i i think that's a little bit i I think there's an appeal that i like him even more because well and it's and i think it's the appeal is the fact that i don't think so you kind of talked about stapleton stapleton i think i i really liked him and then it's like slowly became like all right well it's all kind of sound the same bro like and then he's kind of I mean, it, let me let me just quick, quick yeah. question. Do you think it all sounds the same, or do you think because now he's gotten so big, you, you just recognize it as the same because you're kind of hearing more of it? Or it, I just wondered, like, how much Stapleton did you listen to before he kind of blew up? Like when he was still writing for Seagale and so I so I, I will say I, I I'm not a huge Stapleton connoisseur sure, by any means, sure. Um, but there were some you know pieces that I found where were pretty raw and you know they seem genuine um and i've seen them i've seen stapleton in concert yeah, yeah and i you know i've heard people talk shit about stapleton i'm not trying to do that no no, no because I, he I, is a hell of a oh, musician he's he's a hell of a singer he, like 100 percent. he's phenomenal yeah um i think the people that talk shit on him i don't think it's a talent thing i think they just want someone to move around or dance yeah they just want to show and, and that's yeah. that's not why i go to i don't go to a concert to see a show sure. if i want to see a show i'll go to a strip club that's entertainment you know what i mean if i want to see someone move around writhe around on stage (laughs) um like uh oh someone popped into my head some musician popped in my head that used to just uh, i'm trying to remember who i'm not gonna be able to prince no (laughs) get that fog out there yeah well like i remember i think it's more probably one of those like maybe um, bought some pancakes early like late (laughs) like late 90s 2000s like punk you know punker oh yeah when they just like they're rolling around and screaming and kicking their feet on stage like a four-year-old in the in aisle seven of you know the giant eagle (laughs) or the walmarts Walmarts. (laughs) no um i don't know where i was going with that but um that's I, I remember someone saying like, "Oh, Stapleton's show sucked," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, he's like, I know who said like, that." I'm like, he, "He's really good." <laughs> like, so what? Yeah. Like, how how did it suck? Like, was it was with the audio off? Is he just not a good singer? They're like, "No, he sounded just like he did, like just like he did on his records." So I'm like, "That sounds pretty talented, actually." Yeah. So like, I'm like, "How did it suck?" And then yeah. I saw him in concert. I'm like, "Oh, like." He's just not dancing around and putting on a show. Like he's not being up. He's not up there like Britney Spears. Monkey. Yeah, like he's actually singing. He's actually playing the guitar. Guess what? You can't do that. You can't dance around unless you're, you know, Angus. And even he is not even a dance. It's kind of like a shuffle. <laughs> you know what I mean, and, the, and he only played three different power chords. So like to, like Chris, he's an incredibly talented musician. But I think I don't. I'm not going to say he sold out. I don't know, but I feel like 
it's just starting to sound the same. Yeah, there's just some kind of lackluster to sure. it now. And maybe that's because he's so big. Yeah, well, let, me, let me ask you this. Do you think maybe it sounds a little bit the same because uh, a lot of the songs he, were doing, he was doing excuse me, were ones that he was writing, but he was writing them for other people? So think about that. You've got like this collection of songs that are for different people. And at some point, you're probably writing them with a purpose. Right. Um, you know, you, you're writing for, uh, I don't know, Paisley and, and Josh Turner and uh, Darius Rucker and, and all these people. And I mean, they have different sounds. So then when you play them, they're, they're going to kind of sound different because you wrote them for different sounds. But now you're kind of writing exclusively your own stuff for your own sound. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't have all of this stuff memorized True. To, you know in my filing cabinet um but there was a you know there's songs like he did uh i think it's titled death row i knew you're gonna bring that up because you love that song and that's a it's sweet a, song it's an amazing song yeah. and then you go from that and um you know some of some of the stuff maybe it's just different albums that maybe i just didn't like his newer stuff maybe that's all it was yeah. because there's sometimes it comes out and i'm like mm, not so great um, yeah and sometimes, you know, people come out with albums that they're different and people just don't like them or they're different and it takes you a little while to like them. Um, but I think – I'll say this. I think he's moving – I don't know which the directions are, but I think he, he was, he's moving in the opposite direction of um, Sturgis. Sturgill. Sturgill. It's not yeah. Sturgis. Yeah, Sturgill. Sorry. Um, where Sturgill's new album, he was like, fuck all you guys i'm just doing what the hell i want and i think stapleton i this is just me completely guessing and assuming and making an ass out of at least me i think stapleton got a taste of that money and everything else or maybe he signed a bad contract or something and he had to do something but that's kind of i feel like it was kind of like he had to there was something he had to put out. There was something he kind of had to produce, hmm. whether because he wanted to before the money. And if you want, if you're doing that for the money, then it's, it's you, you know, it's whatever you want to do. Yeah. But I think him and Sturgill kind of around the same time, kind of branched off from what they were. I'm not saying that they were the same at all, but they kind of moved in different directions. If, if you understand that kind of my analogy to that. It didn't. Didn't Sturgill, didn't he have like a pretty pretty bad drug problem and his wife was like unbelievably supportive and I thought he like completely got away from music and became like uh he I think he was in the oil field or something like that. Does that sound I right? don't know. I don't know his back I don't know enough of his backstory about that, I guess. I feel like that that might be right. I mean it was it was kinda interesting. I feel like he's had I feel like he's dabbled. And drugs for sure. <laughs> I, I, guess, when, I think that's safe to say. A, when you wrote a whole song and it throws in uh would you would you say it had uh, DMT in there and I mean that's yeah and civil asylums and yeah yeah, uh, yeah 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 because it was it I'm trying to remember what he says some he talks about DMT and how can you legalize something that's chemically made in your brain or something yeah, along like yeah. it's like well he's got a point sounds like you're talking about the third eye bro hey, oh you know the pineal gland pineal is that how mm-hmm. you pronounce mm-hmm. it um, no that's like the first time where <laughs> I love I. Still, one of my favorite pieces of video and audio to this day is Sturgill on NPR, Tiny Desk. Yeah. Where he tells a story about that one song. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I was out on this porch somewhere. Well, you know, I don't remember all the details, but he's like, my buddy's like, have you ever tried DMT? And he's like, nope. He said, 
here we go. <laughs> He's like, and that's what this song's about, you know. And yeah. it's just listening to him live play the song. It's like, oh, this this dude's seen some shit, whether it was real or not. And he was in the military, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Wheeler Walker isn't it? Thinks he's in the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel I don't I haven't I haven't learned a lot about that dude, but that dude seems way fucking off and way out there. Just from the little snippets and stuff that I've seen. I like <laughs> oh, I said, I, I don't know his if his songs are so ridiculous. I I haven't listened to any of his stuff, but I've just seen some clips here and there of him saying stuff and I'm like, I don't he's probably one of those guys where I don't know it could go either way where I could like start going down that path where I'm like, all right, I have to see where this fucking dude's coming from. Yeah. Or it could be like this dude's a ass hat i can't and i and i haven't made the decision to go down that road yet because i just don't know if i want to go down that rabbit hole but he seems like he's out there i don't know what he's all about or anything like that but i know he's he's talked shit about sturgill from my knowledge like talk shit or like like just joked around just i think I, they're I, no i think they're friends i, I don't know I yeah, no, that's, I, so i don't know i, I don't know i just know he's just like i mean no they were friends he, he just, just seems just, like he's way out there yeah no, he was just he was like <laughs> Just talking about how he thinks Sturgill is a uh, like a CIA assassin or something like that. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. As he tour, dude, he would just take out various targets. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. He seems like a real character, and I don't know if he's serious or not. If it's like a character yeah. he's playing, you know, know. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, it's funny. On the, another thing on the NPR Tiny Desk that Sturgill did, where he was saying about, I think it was right before he was supposed to go on. Was it Letterman or something before Letterman retired? It was something. He was supposed to go on one of those night shows or something like that. And he was like, he was wearing this, like, I think it was like a button down, like blue jean, like long sleeve shirt or something yeah. like that. And he said something about, he's like, yeah, I guess I got to go out and get a a tie and, you know, tux and, you know, a suit and tie or whatever. To, I'm supposed to be going on this guy Letterman or something like that. I guess he's got a show that I'm supposed to be going on. <laughs> like, he's like, I, but I've been wearing this shirt for the past three days. So I figure I should probably change it. And he ended up going on his show with the exact same outfit he had worn at the tiny desk. That's funny. Yeah. Like, that is funny. <laughs> Did you ever see him in, uh, was it Stephen Colbert? Oh, the Waffle House? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude, that is those. hilarious. Yeah. Did he, didn't he jump on his back and ride him in or something? Yeah. 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 You gave him a piggyback ride, yeah. Ed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those guys are nuts. I feel like we need more of that right now, man. Yeah. To increase um, the humor factor. Yeah, more of the Sturgill and more of that type of Colbert. You know, some of those uh, – I don't remember what that one guy's name is now who does – he pretends to do some show. The guy from South Africa. Oh, what's his name? I don't is it know. Colin something or – No. I was going to say, I feel, I feel like if you're British or South African, Colin's a – Fifty percent, you're gonna. No, hit right I don't. I don't name. remember what his name is now. But some of the late night shows are just like, just, just stop. Just, yeah. <laughs> just entertain. Don't, don't dive into it. Like the the Colbert stuff with, um, Sturgill was hilarious. Oh yeah, like, it was awesome. Yeah, just seeing some of that. Plus, I don't know. I mean, how much time have you spent in, in Waffle Houses? I've spent some time. Okay, I've, I've been in a Waffle House okay. or two. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know. I, I was. Down south, man, we were there's waffle houses all over, so yeah. I, um, <laughs> we were completely different story. 
Um, I'd went to, um, I can't remember, like this Bourbon Street. In, in New Orleans, yeah. in NOLA? New Orleans, yeah. And um, so we went there for a bachelor party mm-hmm. at one point. And I mean, you made it back alive, so that's did. that's good. We did make it back alive. Um, I think someone was bleeding from the behind when we got back, but it might have been dehydration, you know. Kind of, you know, I don't know. He did stay out in uh, the hallway talking to some dude from Texas for a long time, and um, you know, you never know. But so we went out to Bur- <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we I, I, bro. I feel like you need to qualify bleeding from the behind, and then you said stayed out in the hallway talking from different. Well, places. so that was I kind of don't even want to ask. No, no that, that was kind of the question. joke. And maybe he is a person that we want to get on the show at some point. Um, so maybe we can ask the full story there. He'll pie. He'll deny it. But <laughs> we went out to Bourbon. Okay, Bourbon Street, doing the thing, having a blast. I think we got out there. At, it was like ten a.m. Um, of course, we were already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were already oh, inebriated at that point. Yeah. So we did the whole thing. Um, and there was, it was a handful. It was quite a few of us that went out. Um, and three of us were the final three that went back to the hotel room at like seven o'clock in the morning. Sun was coming up. They're literally like washing the streets off. And, you know, the, uh, the bachelor at the time was like, come on, guys, we got to. We're going to go like, dude, like the sun is coming up. They're literally washing the streets. It's time, bro. We, it's the day is gone. Literally the yesterday and almost half of like a quarter of today is gone, you know? So let's, so, um, after that we ended up sleeping for, well, we went back to the hotel and this same guy, he was, he ended up hanging out in the hotel hallway with a cooler of beer and some guy from Texas for another hour or two after everybody else cashed it. Must have been a pretty cool dude. It must have been. But Waffle House. So we stopped on the way back to where – because it was like a four-hour drive from where we were True. staying down there, um, except for that night, and stopped at a Waffle House. And it was it was good. But, um, you know <laughs> – I remember we go in, we eat, and there's like people like sleeping on the table because there's like I think like twelve of us or something that went. Oh, I was gonna say because it's a Waffle House. And well, yeah, and it was and it was like a wall, and you could tell we fit right in. You know, yeah. we get there, I'm like, hey, whatever. And, uh, oh, you, yeah. you look like the Porbles. Yeah, right in. Come, come right on in. in, have some waffles. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a nice place, but um, I remember when I went to leave, I was like, I gotta use the bathroom real quick, and so one of the guys came like, you know, you don't want to do that. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I I go up and the workers like, yeah, this bathroom's closed. I'm like, well, that was weird. So I, as we walk out, one of the guys is like, I tried making it, man, but I just threw up all over the place. Like right now, walking the door, just all like, I just threw up everywhere. I couldn't. Oh. I'm like, Jesus, man. So you're the reason why I couldn't yeah. go to the bathroom. Yeah, and they, but like the Waffle House employees were like, oh yeah, sorry, it's uh, it's out of order right now. Sorry. Like, and it was just just another day. Another day at the Waffle Another House. Another day at the Waffle House, yeah. Didn't, they didn't even bat an eye. They're no, like, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really long story. No, I tell you that right, I, I couldn't go to the bathroom at a Waffle that's House because right. somebody peeked all over it. That's all right. <laughs> Care if I get a cube there, brother? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe give this Larceny Barrel Proof a try. I'm down. So what's the 
What's the larceny story? Oh, I don't know the larceny story. So I think it's made by uh, Heaven Hill Distillery. Um, it says John E. Fitzgerald. Oh, I would imagine he was a thief of some sort, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> One, two? Oh, whatever goes in there. It'll be all right. That'll work. You got to fill it up more. Yeah. Fill your cup up. Oh, he was a treasury agent, uh, the only person legally allowed to carry keys to the rickhouses. Oh, so he was they definitely a crook. Get, <laughs> He's a treasury agent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Often gave in to temptation and freely took from the best bourbon barrels, yep. uncut at barrel proof. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I better give it a go. That was kind of like a... Uh, so Booker's, they always tell a little story with Booker's, and uh, there was one batch called Shiny Barrel. And uh, a story for the shiny barrel. What if I try some? Yeah, absolutely. That's why it's here, please. Um, was that the gentleman who worked there, uh, they always knew where the best barrels were. And so they'd sneak in there, and they were typically in the in the middle of the rickhouses. Um, so they'd, they'd go in there, and their bellies were big, and so they'd literally rub the sides of the barrels when they'd, they'd take it. So whenever they said, hey, we need to find the best barrels, they were the shiny barrels from their bellies rubbing because the guys would sneak in and drink them. Because they know where the good Yeah, ones. I was like, oh, that's a cool story. <laughs> oh, it smells nice. Yeah. I think once you let it, because of the proof, let it sit for 30 seconds or something, and it changes. Ooh, the- yeah, it's a little bitey right off the rip. It's a little bitey neat. So you're saying the soy boys wouldn't like it because it put some hair on their chest? <laughs> Who are the soy boys? I don't, bro, that's one of the 2020 terms is the soy boys. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Who? Are the, I don't know. I don't know. I I've just, heard of the proud boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if the soy boys are just... Uh, I don't. I don't know who they are. Is that like? Is that a? Um, I would imagine. Is that like a smash at like vegans? No, I think the soy is, is kind of like, yeah, like soy, soy burgers, estrogen, like not as masculine, you know, easily offended, that kind of thing. I mean, soybeans are pretty stout and hearty, but they also raise your estrogen level. Well, that's why you don't eat soy burgers. Man, I'm still thinking about those uh, Wagyu fajitas I had the other night. Ooh, that sounds good. I don't know if I ever had any Wagyu bur- meat. They they were delicious. Wagyu? Why, is it Wagyu or Wagyu? I don't know. I can barely afford it, so I can't pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it the end of the other day, so I was like, wait, I can't remember. I feel like I've heard it pronounced, but I don't know. So I'm like, Meh. I didn't even look at it to see what the price was. I just kept on walking. I was like, yeah. yeah. I had that, and then uh, trying to branch out a little bit, so... um. I had him pour me some uh, some tequila, some anejo tequila. I figured that would be the closest to um, kind of kind of bourbon, not in flavor, but just the fact that it kind of ages in the barrel the longest of the other tequila. I don't know shit about tequila. I barely, I don't know shit about bourbon either. I just know it's tasty. Yeah. I don't know shit about tequila. I'm not, a, I'm not a big tequila guy, but like I said, I'm trying to branch out and try some different things. My clothes are not big tequila guys. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as tequila's around, makes the clothes come off. <laughs> no, I remember that. So maybe, maybe it's my awakeness. I like take naps oh, okay. in, in random places when I have tequila, particularly people's front lawns, some, porches, <laughs> some, some night, night night juice. 
Yeah, but only for a short time. Like, it screws me up for like an hour or so. And as long as I don't keep on it, it's like, hey, what's up? And they're like, where have you been? What do you mean? I just went to step outside to get some air. And it's like, that was two hours ago. So, oh, well, I feel rested. So, <laughs> your grass was nice and dewy and cool. It's just like a nice bed. Uh, who else are you listening to these days? Anybody? You're just uh, pretty much on the Zach Bryan train. Um. Well, honestly, I haven't. So I've been listening to Zach Bryan a lot. And honestly, lately, I haven't been on the music train much just because I've I've hit one of those little spurts of for it was Zach Bryan. Mm-hmm. And then it was educational stuff. And then it was I started just force feeding news down my throat. And that got tired really quick because that's brutal um and then i i kind of went on this little stint of of podcast in learning just hearing people talk about different things and i don't know did i, t- I have a talk that oh no you because you sent me the naval yeah uh rivacant ravacant dude that dude had some really interesting points of view i love it man yeah so and i actually listened to his so he put his tweet yeah. storm on yep. podcast. Yep. I listened to all that and it's pretty good. Talk, yeah. He talks about like business and investing and he talks about like wealth, yeah. but it's not like money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it is money, but it's, it's not about making as much money as possible. It's about, you know, I'm super paraphrasing, but it's about making enough money to make your life worth it. Yeah. That it's, it's, that you have that level of freedom and that level of quality to be able to do the things that you want when you want. Yeah, and his his uh, retirement quote is what really like sent that like clicked and went oh. What what is that's number? Good. What is it? Um, I'll see if I can refind it so I don't butcher it. But it was uh, uh, I could I could paraphrase it, but I don't want to because it's it was really good. I can't find it now. Cause I don't want to butcher it. Uh, I'll be able to, f- I know, I know how to find it. Um, but he, he talks a lot about, you know, wealth in connection with happiness and, you know, a, a decent life, st- not lifestyle, but a decent life. Yeah. Like the, the, we're not out here signaling, like this is, hey, let's make enough money to survive and not, not just survive, but be, be comfortable to where the point where what he, he, at one point, I think he said something about how he, he describes wealth as having enough money to not do the things you don't want to. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, and like, that's a really good, yeah. like, I like that too. Like that makes sense. Like. If you have enough money, you don't have to do the shitty shit you don't want to do. And it's the, his perspective on life and wealth building and all that are super interesting that you don't really hear a lot nowadays. Yeah, I think of, um, oh, whenever I think of that, there was like a longitudinal study that was over the course of... 50, 60 years um, from Harvard, and it, it basically 
you know, follows all these these gentlemen and monitors their health and their vocations and their marriage and their children and all these things. And they continue to ask him a series of questions. And I think they wrote two two books about him. I, I didn't get a chance to read either one of the books, but it asks him what you know what they consider success. And um, I think it was seventy thousand dollars a year was about when they felt like they hit success when it came to a paycheck. But the the number one thing across the board um, that people said was the most important of anything else of you know job security of how much money they made, um, you know, even even over health to some degree, which is crazy, um, was building meaningful relationships. And I'm like, how true is that? Like that's that's a part of what we're kind of doing here through a podcast um, is asking questions, open dialogue, and then even if you're not becoming lifelong friends, you're still building relationships with, with these people. Yeah, to being able degree. to connect. Yep. And that's something that is – it's funny because, um, you know, I had talked to somebody earlier today that will be on in a couple of weeks that, you know, we're, he, he was kind of wanting to prepare. Sure. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, this isn't about prepare. This isn't about structure. This is, we just want to sit down and talk. Yeah. And, you know, I told him that, cause he doesn't really know me. Um, but I said, you know, 10, even 10 years ago. I would actively avoid somebody in a public place that I knew because he was telling me a story about how like he just, he just seems like people just talk to him and he just, you know, cause he's, he loves talking to people and he's dealt with a ton of people in his lifetime, but people are just like, he's like, I don't know what it is. He's like, I don't know if it's my posture or, you know, the way, just the way I look, or if I put out some kind of aura or whatever it is, like, but people just talk to me. He's like, I was, I was standing in line the other day at this restaurant and he's like, I, and someone turns around they're like, Hey, how's it going? And he was like, I'm good. How, how are you doing? And the person was like, ah, you know, it's been kind of a crappy day, honestly, but you know, and like they struck up a conversation. He was like, I don't know how this happens. And I told him, I was like, you know, it's like, that's funny because the fact that you're going to be on our podcast i said 10 years ago i was someone that actively avoided people that i knew in public let alone trying to talk to somebody that i don't know but then just realizing that people don't just talk yeah and commute really communicate they think they are but they're not you know and that's i think we've said that before that's a problem with communication is the illusion yeah. that it actually occurred Right, exactly. Which, which, which the irony of what you said is, what's your shirt say? Oh, well. <laughs> I know that's kind of a, yeah. I, I know it's a, some irony there, just a, just a little well, yeah, a, a little joke of, as to kind of how you used well, to be. Well, yeah, it does. That's basically. Yeah, t- yeah, t- kinda, yeah so it's, uh, was it, that's what I do. I drink bourbon, which I am currently doing. And the bottom of it, it's a bear holding a bourbon glass. And it says, I hate people. <laughs> And I know shit. Um, and that was, dude, that was the younger me was like, I, I hate people. Yeah. I hate everybody. Like, I just hate it, it people. It wasn't even the younger you. I, I still knew you when you were like, man, I just, I don't want to be hate around people. people. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. So I, that's, that was part of my trans. I was transitioning. Sure. I, can I use that word? I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was changing. Meetings. I was changing. Multiple. Um, and now it's like, I even had the discussion with my wife the other day. I was like, would you have ever thought, like, 
that I'd want to actively be seeking out strangers to sit down and have hour long convers two hour two hour long conversations and you know like once again talking to somebody about coming on they're like well is it well, like we want I don't I want to do this or whatever I said you know because I don't want it to be like a, some three hour conversation I said no that's that's the idea. Yeah, three, said, four, four. Five. I said whatever. Like yeah. I said, that's the idea. So we want to sit down and actually let's, talk to people. Let's hear about you, brother. Yeah, and if and if somebody listening wants to, yeah, exactly, absolutely. And if somebody listening, like, because that's what I. That's the one of the reasons I did this is I'm not trying to, you know, get famous or make money off of it. Like I got a job. True. You know what I mean? Like, but it's a really good opportunity for people to sit down and talk and and learn things new and. And question, you know, talk to people, not question them, but just for, you know, learn new shit and talk to new people. And that's that's the whole idea. So I'm trying to figure something out. I don't know if every single episode you're trying to you're trying to tempt me and set me up with the line from Chappelle, but <laughs> I'm like, are, are you setting the pins up for me? Is this what's going on here? <laughs> you started you started talking about this gentleman's uh, his aura, and all I could think about was the uh, the. <laughs> The the Charlie Murphy uh, uh, Chappelle um, Prince one where he's like he had this I looked at him he's like he had this aura about him <laughs> sure what was it play shirts and blouses yeah. <laughs> was that the same episode game blouses <laughs> <laughs> then he made us some pancakes <laughs> he made us some pancakes yeah that's right <laughs> he was setting these fruity picks oh shit oh fucking Chappelle. That, um, that that's that's an interesting dude right there. That's super. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. He's in Ohio, right? <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think he's coming on the podcast. No, <laughs> no. no. Um, <laughs> but I, I so I found that quote that I was talking about. Yeah, let's hear. It. So the guy, the investment guy, talk. He's super yeah, interesting. Cool. Um, so he said he was talking about retirement and wealth, and you know how people think. Um, as of retirement is, you know, you work and work and work and you get to, you know, you're 65 or you're 60 or, you know, if you're lucky, maybe you make enough money at the age of 55, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to retire from this day job and I'm going to do what I love. True. Um, but at the same time, you know, people use that. Well, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life, which I, I, I understand what you're trying to say, but. If you're not, if you're not really working, you're just you're dying, you know, in a sense. Maybe not. I feel I like know. you just quoted some Shawshank on me a little bit there. Did I? Get I busy know. living or get busy dying? <laughs> yeah, either way. Well, it's I always like people get older. It's like, hey, you know, I've seen as you get older, you start you know older people more often, and, and these people, you know, some people die at a young age for reasons they can't control, but. I think there is one thing that can be said as a majority or as a kind of a blanket ish statement. Um, you know, they say the second you start, second you stop moving is the second you start dying. That's my grandpa. A million percent. Like he's, I think he's like 89. We're going to have him on. Oh, he's a firecracker. He is awesome. He still has a great sense of humor, but we got him an iPad and he lives on that thing. It is just information, 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 always watching something, always reading something. And man, he said that before. He's like, I won't let my mind go. He was like, I, I'm, I'm going to keep this thing sharp. I'm going to keep this thing active. 
So hopefully we got them off ladders for a while. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, ladders are not friends of the elderly. Men- mental exercise instead. <laughs> yeah, of that, that there's some, the body's going to go at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to go, but if you keep moving it, well, it's like I told you, like my neighbor, I go golfing with my neighbor. Yeah, and he's retired. I think he's seventy-two or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the the very first time I went golfing with him, um, he walks. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, if, you know, if my neighbor's walking, all right, I'll walk too. It's the very first time I've ever walked 18 holes. And I, I haven't played a lot of golf, but I played enough golf to sure. do whoop my ass, man. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I can't. In, in like, the, yeah, you're, you're playing a sport and it's in the heat. Yeah, and he's just and like, just, just whoop my ass. So it's like, man, it's like, it just keeps on proving like, man, the second you stop being active and stop, you know, mentally or physically, like. Atrophy, right? Yeah. I feel like that's a good good word for that. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> if I understand the definition yeah. properly. A without trophy growth. So yeah. basically without growth there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the quote, the retirement quote. Yeah. Come on yep. back to that. Yep. Um, so it's retirement is when you stop sacrificing today for some imaginary tomorrow. So his idea is, you know, you're going to this nine to five job, or if you're really trying to succeed even more, yeah. you're, you're working all day, every day. You're trying to be this executive at a company or you're pushing it. You're trying to get that promotion. You're trying to, you keep on working, 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 working. And, you know, kind of like in the conversation that, you know, we had with, uh, Corey and yourself about rogue, like, how long are you going to do that? Yeah. Because, you know, how many people at the end go, ah, oh, damn, you know, I wish I would have worked more. I just wish I would have worked, you know, you know, just three more hours a day, every day. I wish I would have done that. Like, no. No like, one You ever. know, so, but his his idea is it's, he kind of, he, it's, I'm, I'm not doing a service because he, he talks, there's a bunch of ideas and stuff he has, but he talks about balancing out the, your living standards and you know, amplifying your working capability and your leverage as far as making money in these things. So you can get to the point where, or if you're reasonable and if you're not trying to virtue signal and trying to, you know, buy all the flashy cars and you know, all the, you know, and continue to sure. continue to upgrade your costs, your upgrade your living I mean, as you as upgrade your, your wealth, yeah, your, your, your income, yeah, your wages. If you can get to a point where you're happy and you can do that, then you might be able to quote unquote retire at the age of 40 yeah. and say, all right, well, I'm obviously going to keep working because anybody that gets to the point of being able to retire that early, they're not going to, not going to be able to survive, not doing something like you can work, but if you're doing something that's fun, you know, it, it kind of goes back to that. If you're doing something you enjoy, you never work a day in your life, yeah. but it's that, all right, when can I stop, you know, working so hard and sacrificing everything, my family and all these you know, things today for something 30 years down the road, 40 years down the road and trying to retire at 60. Okay. Like, yeah, I have a plan for that, but are you going to live today? Get busy living or get busy dying. Right. You know what I mean? So it was just like, Oh, like, wow. Like that's, I feel like some hit me. Yeah. I feel like some of what you said kind of goes back to the way a lot of people think like, Hey, I'm going to work. I'm going to work. I'm going to work. I'm going to, you know, have this 401k and then it, I'm just going to stop and be like, what, 
why? What do you what do you mean? Like what good's gonna come from that? Like I'm never gonna retire. Like I I I don't even joke about that. Like and it might not be at, at a nine to five job or it might not be at this, but like I'm I'm never gonna stop. There's no end. Like there's only growth and there's only the adventure, and that's what I've been doing the whole time, and that's why you know, I do like a, I do a lot of things. I mean, it's almost comical when people are like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, well, I, "What do you I, mean by yeah, that?" I'm like, "I what can't, I, I can't really tell you what I do." Like, what, what did I do today? Yeah, I start talking <laughs> right. to them, and they're like, "Wait, you've got these three businesses, and you work these three jobs." And, and I'm like, "Just don't, don't try and figure it out. Like, you're thinking of it, you know, in the sense of how people think of vocations today, right? You know, where you're defined by your vocation, and I'm like, that's not what defines me." Like I'm defined by my actions. I'm defined by the things that I'm passionate about. I'm defined by the things that move my soul and I'm going to do all those things. And a lot of times I'll get people going, Oh, apparently you can't make up your mind. And I'm like, if that's how you want to look at it, I can't make up my mind because. Yeah. And I think that's a disservice to you. So I have, if you don't mind me, please interject. Um, so I have a multi part question because I have an idea because I've, I've, I've started seeing that more and more often I've, and I've kind of heard people that I respect, or at least I, I, I don't really, maybe not, I don't respect them because I don't know them, True. but I respect what they're saying True. is, you know, they kind of her people are starting to kind of discredit that the career and, you know, Novella is one of those dudes. It kinda, yeah. If you, I'm not going to dive into it because he's got a lot of thoughts on True. it. True, um, but you know, how do you? How did you get to that point? Because it's it's kind of it's the exact opposite of hey, you got to go to school. Hmm? You have to go to college, even though you do you did go to college. You you obviously have degrees, and but you don't think like most people that do that. You know. Everybody thinks you have to go to work. You have to work a nine to five. You have to do these things and you have to be that drone as you know, that's, do you think that's something that has been just instilled in us like purposefully, or is it just, that's where the industrial revolution kind of brought us to, you know what I mean? Like incidentally, or is it been, you know, this, maniacal plan to like you know or this this diabolical plan to like enslave the people but how did you get out of that because that's how i was it was like well you know just coming from real quick coming from when i like i always thought well i'll never be anything because i don't have an education so i'll just have to go to work and my mindset has been if i can pay my bills on time and i have a little extra bit of cash i'll be happy and i finally got there you know, at a point in my life where I was like, fuck, I can pay my bills on time now. Yeah. I know what I'm, I have food to eat because there was a time when I didn't. Like, so like I got to the point where I was like, I can pay my bills. I have food to eat and I'm quote unquote successful in my career. What, or at least I'm not failing in my career. And then I came to the point of, all right, well, there's more to life. Yeah. So how did you get, how did you already, how did you skip all that and like just be like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to be successful in doing what I'm going to do. But like, how, like, is, yeah, what I, can you contribute? So to I, that? I don't, I don't know if I skipped it per se, 
but there's a there's a couple factors. I mean, in there. you left your college and went down and cut trees that you didn't know what the fuck you were doing in a hurricane. You yeah. said, "Hey, I gotta go do this. I'm gonna go do it." How did like? How is that? Oh, I feel like you skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I I think there's no simple answer, but to try and to try and give an answer. Um, so one thing my parents always said, and, uh, and this was both of them, man, my parents, awesome people, awesome people. Um, you know, a divorced 13 years, you know, I was 13 years old, went through the living with mom, living with dad kind of thing. Um, you know, my grandparents, my grandpa, my, my mentor, awesome individual, have them on, but something they always told me great support system, unbelievable, like couldn't ask for a better support system. Um, and whether they, I, whether they meant it or not, um, which I think they did, but they were like, you can do anything. And I'm like, Hmm. Okay. So at some point I was like, okay, I can do anything. And then, you know, you start thinking, I'm like, well, you can't really do anything. Like no one's that good, but yeah, I can't be a fighter pilot because I wear contacts. Yeah. That's what LASIK <laughs> is for, bro. Right. LASIK. Um, no, I'm just joking. But, uh, no, so, somewhere along the lines, man, I was just like, how do I be like me? How do I be the best me that I can be? And so I like that. I'm like, I, I'm going to have to do some things I don't enjoy, but it doesn't mean I have to do them for the rest of my life. And it doesn't mean I have to do them permanently. And if I have an adventure to, or if I have an opportunity to pursue an adventure that lets me be me or that lets me explore, I'm going to go do it. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not going to, it doesn't mean I'm not going to have any regard for consequences or anything like that. Um, you know, you make financial investments, you know, you have other people that may have co-signed for a lot. You have all these other things too, but you weigh those things. You still be pretty analytical about it, but you, I've always had this weird foresight, if you will. I will. <laughs> you got always, me um, i will no, Let's I, do it. i've always been able to kind of like look down the road look down the highway and then keep even looking further and man i always play it out in my mind like i, I don't want to be a what if guy i don't want to look back and go man i i wonder what would happen if i would have done this i wonder what would happen if i would have done that and uh god that's beautiful so it, it is and it isn't because i i I think you could say that if you weren't analytical and, and make some, you know, incorrect choices. But, and I did make incorrect choices. And that was the cool thing too. Like I made mistakes, man. And I, and I always tried to learn from those mistakes or I always tried to really pay attention and learn from other people's mistakes before I made them, right. which goes back to, and, and maybe, and I'm not saying you made mistakes, but for me, man, I, I was a people person. That's that's the whole reason. I, I made mistakes the, the majority of my life. Yeah, I was I was always a I can't. True. That's that's who I thought I was. It was no, I can't do that. I, I can't do yeah, that. Yeah. I was, so to hear somebody just be like a, well, what if I do this? Yeah. What if I like? I, I think I was always just naively I can. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's. And then if I and then going back to worked saying, out, man, like I, it, it, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's worked out pretty well. But I think it goes back too to like you're not going to succeed at everything. And, uh, you know, that's when you learn, you learn a lot basically when you fail. And so I've failed a lot of times, but when I think of failure, it just puts a huge smile on my face because it's not really failure. It's, it's sitting down and going, what happened there? 
let me assess the situation. Why did I not reach the goal that I was shooting for? And then you just go, hey, this is a cool opportunity to do it in a different way, to present it, you know, to, to go about it. And I'm just, I'm just persistent, man. I'm just tenacious. Um, tenacious. Dude. And so for me, man, it's uh, yeah. Sorry. Tenacious, no, I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> the pick of destiny. <laughs> no, I was thinking that same thing, but I don't know if I'm just too dumb to stop or I don't know what it is, but honestly, man, it's, it's almost like a game for me. Like yeah. I, I derive this pleasure, uh, from just, you know, moving forward, uh, paying attention to the situation. Like I said, being analytical about it, trying to evaluate it. Um, and then just being creative. Like I thrive on creativity and I know you thrive on creativity too. If I'm not doing something that's, that's creating something original or innovative, like I'm not living, I have to create to a certain level. So for me, building businesses was, Hey, this doesn't exist. Now it does exist. Hey, let me look at the market. Where's the deficit? What's lacking? Let's do this. Let's become better. Let's show our customers something uh, that they've never seen before. Let's provide a service that they've never seen before. So it, it a lot of it goes kind of back to that creativity. And like I said, just the fact that my parents and grandparents were like, you can literally do anything you want. And I think I was just naive enough that I actually believe that. And maybe it worked out a little bit. I don't even think it's naive. I don't think it's naive or stupid um, or you said too dumb to stop. Um, you know, I admire that because I was too dumb to start. To me, I think that's being too dumb to start is a lot worse than being too dumb to stop. If that's if that's where we're yeah. gonna, if we're going to blow it on the level, <laughs> if we're going to well, make a me, parallel in those two things, let me let me bring the parallel full circle. Then, do you think you were too dumb to start, or do you think that maybe what if there was a whisper in your ear for? a month or some years that said, Fred, you can, you can be anything like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, wouldn't have believed it. I mean, so, so I guess to my, on my end of the spectrum, um, I had way too much self doubt and there, there was a lot of other things in play there. True. You know, there was a whole different team of, you know, th things that were in play there that was preventing me from even attempting failure. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think recently I've only gotten a hold of that. You know, like we've talked about, it's, we don't learn anything through success. I mean, you can learn some things you, through yeah, success, you can. but you can yeah. learn more things through you failures. Can, or maybe, yeah, maybe I need to reword that, but that's, we, you know, you can learn a lot more through failure mm -hmm. because, you know, we've talked about. So that and to allowing yourself to fail. Yeah, those things, those two things go hand in hand, and you know that's the whole, the whole, uh, the whole edge, like get back on the horse. Um, but I think two other things that have really struck me, and I'm really starting to get a hold of, is realizing that one in this universe, I don't matter. The universe doesn't give a shit. The, like, and one like it we're doesn't. We're tiny, bro. Yeah, we are. T we're tinier than the tiniest, tiniest thing, you know, timeline wise. We won't get into it, but we are so tiny, and you know, typically we we try we we tend to think that everything is such a big deal. It's not. Even if you are, and I'm a, I'm gonna go way off here. 
even if you are Charles Manson, did he fuck up some? Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to say like he was a terrible person. All these like, but the universe doesn't give a shit in a sense when it really, there's, there's, there's people that make a bigger impact than most, but as far as people go, animals, creatures, planets, if you believe the earth is round, you believe you're in a galaxy in the universe and different things, or maybe it's a simulation. We can have that discussion at some point too. I, I I'm going to, cause I really want to talk about it. Hello. But, <laughs> Good morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> Good morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I go there either. Um, but so my point is, is to not minimize terrible things people do or the good things people do, but in realizing that the universe doesn't care and no one gets out alive. True. So one, the, so the unit, this is tied to two things. The universe yeah, no, doesn't say that's the first part of your, yeah, the universe doesn't care and you're not getting out alive. So, it, so basically you are tiny. And you will die. Is what you, you're yeah, you are going to die. What's what comes after? That's up for debate. True, obviously. And there's a lot of different theories or truths, depending on how you define those two words. <laughs> but so that just realizing that part, though, that no one gets out alive. We're all going to die. So you know, maybe you should try to focus on enjoying it while you're here, because being miserable every day—that's a bad way to live your life. Get busy living, get busy dying again. Right. That's a so then, the other part that's tied to the universe doesn't care is this is this is the 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 positive piece of it. <laughs> there's a positive. I, I was going to start with this one, but I was like, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll sure, end with the positive. Sure. So there's a positive piece of the universe doesn't care. So I started thinking about that, and I've read some different things, and um, kind of kind of not started me, but it's that one of the stepping stones is I read a you know a quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Um, cause I've been reading one of his books lately too. I fucking love that dude. <laughs> it's so like, even if you don't agree with the things he says, the way he brings them across and the way he can, you know, articulate and discuss things is super cool. Um, but he has a quote that's the universe. And I'm gonna mess it up is under no condition or to make sense to you under no obligation or something. I think I feel like it's the universe is under no obligation, obligation to make sense to you. you. Like it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to fit in your, you know, your little box or anything yeah. like that. Like it can do what the fuck it wants because it's bigger than you are. It doesn't, doesn't care whether that's God or whatever you think the universe and everything is. Yeah. So, all right. So the universe has no obligation to make sense. I don't think that's right, but it's close. Um, and additionally, because it doesn't care, and I don't know if this is an original thought of mine, but I think one of I think it's one of the most original thoughts that I've had recently, because I've been just ingesting so much stuff. Um, but to me, because the universe doesn't care about me and it has, you know, no obligation to make sense to me. And because I'm minuscule in time and importance and, you know, realistically what I do isn't going to have an impact on the universe. 
so for me realizing that and realizing that what that does for me is it allows me to stop worrying and to stop taking so many things to heart that impact me. So it's, it's a little more of let it go. Don't worry about it. It's a little more of do it, do what makes me happy. And in a constructive way, not yeah, in not a, a hedonistic way. Yeah, exactly. Not in an, oh, fuck it, burn it down. It doesn't matter. No, it's, it's a more of a, no, I can be happy. I can do the things that make me happy instead of worrying about, you know, how's my family going to, you know, pay health insurance and how am I going to pay my bills? And, and that's part of that going back to that wealth thing. You know, it's, I am, I'm becoming extremely grateful that I didn't grow up with a lot of money because as soon as, like I said, like all I need is just enough to pay my bills and just a little extra that I can spend on some stuff and I can go, Hey, we can no like, go ahead. Just, you know, spend that $20 or if, you know, my kids being really well behaved and I asked them to do a couple chores and if she, this weekend, Say you want you want to earn a couple bucks. So like, well, doing what? I said that it's not what I asked. I'm not, like I'm asking if you want to earn. A couple, it's yes or no. That's a yes or no question. Yeah. Okay. Great. And then it's all right. This is what I want you to do. Do this. I could. I'm fully capable of doing it myself. I could do it in a quarter of the time. But she does it. Does it well. And then goes. What else? Okay. We'll do this. And then she could, she did that. And then what else? She did it. Well, what else? And I was like, all right. Yeah. I like where this is going. Like I was just planning on giving her a couple bucks. Cause it was like a 20 minute job. Sure. Something just, just for something, just to get her moving. Yeah. Um, and then like it ended and I was like, I was like, well, just go, go ask your mom if she needs anything done. If she needs anything. She came back and said, no, said she's good or, you know, whatever. And I said, okay. I was planning on giving her like two bucks because she's nine. She's, she doesn't know what the fuck to do with money. Like, <laughs> um, but I'm te- like, we're teaching, but I was just like, here's a $5 bill. Here you go. Like you spent half an hour. You just made $10 an hour. Just doing something that I could have just been, Hey, do this. So like there's a time where. I couldn't spare $5 just to give my kid $5 or, you know, there's times where I had employees where, you know, the company that we worked for messed up their paycheck and I knew these guys, they live paycheck to paycheck. And I was able to go, here's, here's your $600 paycheck. I'll fix it. But you owe me. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll give you the $600 cause I know you need it. And if just pay me back when, when we get this, you know, the payroll thing figured out. So to be able to do that, like when I got to that point, it was like, fuck, like in my mind, like I've made it, not made it, but so when you have the security and then being able to, to realize that 
your life on a global scale doesn't matter. A lot of people would think, take that as a negative thing and go, well, I don't matter. Fuck it. Burn it down. You know, but for me, it was a realization of my life on a universal scale doesn't matter. So now that that leaves me room to go, well, all right, like I don't have to play by this set rules that society is giving me. Let's do something I enjoy. Let's like, let's, let's pursue happiness. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know if that makes any sense, Yeah. but the, the less, the more I realized, the less I mattered, the more I realized, the more I can do things that matter to you, to me Yeah. and, and someone, and, and to me, like, I want to. I want to do things that matter to other people too. Well, I and, mean, and going back to that communication yeah. and the, having those, those relationships with people. I like, was going to say, but that's it weirdly like, comes full yeah, circle. I was, that's exactly what I was going to say is it's full circle. If you, if you can, it's going back to being the best version of you and kind of being true to yourself. And I think if you can find that man, then you, you can at some level become influential. Um, and, and I mean, for you want to be around other people and then, if you want to be around other people and you figured out how to be yourself and go, well, here's the timeline. Like I'm just a blip on this timeline. So I'm going to make the most of this timeline while I'm here. Exactly. So let's have some fun, man. Let's do some things that matter in my life that might have an impact on other people that might make a bigger impact on the timeline. And, and I'm not saying that your goal is to like, you know, come up with some equation that, no one's ever come up with before or to solve some physics problem or anything like that. But yeah. I'm not that smart, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I think that's the point is it's, you know, having the impact on other people, not to have the, it's weird. It's this weird. I don't know the word for it. There's, I know there's a word for it. Um, but to have the realizing that, okay, I can do what I want. And then using that, I can do what I want to help impact other people. And it's not that I want to, it's, it's a weird thing. It's, it's a, it's kind of a selfish thing at the same time, but it's not a selfish thing. It's all right. Well, I want to do something to help impact other people because that makes me feel good. What's well, a selfish thing. If you're trying to do something to make you feel good, but I want to help impact other people. And but I want to see their lives impacted because I can see how my life has been impacted by these good things and how it helps me to be happier day to day. To day. And I want to give that to somebody else. Yeah. Does that make me feel good? Yeah. yeah but isn't that kind of a chicken and egg thing though? Exactly. Like, Which, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, are, are you doing it because you feel good or are you doing it because it affects people and it's a byproduct that you feel good when you do it. And that's the best version of you when you do it. And, and Cyclic as a motherfucker. <laughs> going, going back to something you're saying, man, about like, Oh, I'm not that smart. I, I just, and this isn't, I'm not trying to like denigrate anyone, but do you think mother Teresa was that smart? Well, you started talking about physics, though. No, no, no. I know. I, I know. But I'm just, no, I'm just saying <laughs> From that. From what I, I know, Mother Teresa didn't, you know, solve, you know, 
the space-time continuum and all. Pro- problem in string theory no. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> multiverse i don't think she was on the cutting edge of that, but i understand no yeah but and she didn't but look at the impact that she had even though maybe she wasn't what would be considered by modern standards smart right she just loved right and i and i th- and, and, I, and I bet she was like i bet she was true to herself like she said hey this is what makes me come alive like i'm gonna do god's work i'm gonna you know be as altruistic as possible and i'm, I'm, I'm gonna help people yeah and i i mean it just the more and more i see that the more and more i think it's there is just as much as it is in human beings to lie cheat and steal there is that thread of honesty and doing good and trying to help others in the the difficult thing i think is the honest route is a slower route um you know kind of super easy analogy is you know the rat uh, you know the tortoise and the hare you know those short little bursts that the hare can get some get some money get some you know he thinks he's doing good and at the end of the end of his life he's like miserable well, fuck that didn't work out so well you know but he was having fun at the time you yeah. he was and it's it's difficult especially when you're younger to look forward and i don't and to, at least for me i don't know how many pe- other people like that it seems like most people aren't like that because most people are destroying their lives one day at a time <laughs> you know what i mean but you know if we once people start seeing the the benefits of those honest communications and the the doing good and it's 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 not like you got to go out there and you know spend all of your time give you sell everything you have and you know you know be a was it monks that do that they have no worldly possessions True. and they're you know they devote their time to asceticism yeah i don't know what that word means um <laughs> have to look it up later but look it up bro (laughs) yeah but you know it's just there's an in-between there where just just being honest with people just when somebody asks you a question it's just you're just being honest and it's not it's and i think there's so many nuances of honesty and and what people say and how you say things to people there is a freedom because i spent my life the majority well pretty close to at least half of my life at this point as a liar and it wasn't an outright liar but like i said i used to actively avoid people i knew in public and pretended like i didn't see them it's lying i mean it is but what's worse acknowledging them and not liking them and 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 just being pretend or fake no but that's what yeah but that's what i'm saying is just to have that i use the tony word a modicum of honesty and you don't have to be a dick to be honest you don't have to even in a situation you don't want to be in in you don't have to be a jerk in that moment but you know i i think we talked about this at one point too where it's i've started in difficult conversations with people said hey i'm just gonna be blunt with you i'm gonna be honest with you 
It doesn't mean you have to be a dick after, you know, True. the words you're going to say after that. But to be honest, people, I think people are starting to realize, there's some people out there that are realizing that, man, a little bit of honesty can go a long way. And the, and I'll, I think even Peterson talks about this, um, bring him up here. We've talked about him is the more you're honest, the easier it becomes and the more beneficial it becomes. And you realize that when you go, when you live your day-to-day life being honest, you don't have anything to worry about. You yeah. don't have to go, oh, shit. Oh, man. What, why is this person calling me? Or why, why, you know, why is my significant other asking about this? Or why, you know, when they say, hey, hey, we need to talk. Oh, well, what do you mean? Like, that's like, and even if I hadn't done anything, that's like one of the, like the worst things is like your parent or your significant other going, Hey, we need to talk. If you receive that with, Oh fuck. Oh, oh what a, shit. What did, what did they find out? Yeah. What did I do? Well, if you, if you live your life a certain way and I'm not saying I'm there, you know, everyone makes mistakes, True. but if you get to a point where you're just living honestly, it's, there's a freedom that comes with that because there's no, there's nothing that can come back and, and bite you. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing that sure. can, that's hiding in the shadows as it were. And I think that's part of even this right here is having just honest conversations where it's, you know, we've talked about, you know, well, what if someone listens to this and you know what? I, I get that. I get that fear because maybe people are, can misconstrue things, but if you're being honest with yourself and the intent is right. Then you can explain that intent. And if someone's going to be honest with themselves and give you the opportunity to explain your intent, then the world can be a happy place. But when people don't, that takes some self-reflection, some introspective thinking though. It does. And you know, the fearful, the now the most thing I'm afraid of is somebody else having agenda and not being honest you know but you can't control other people no i mean you you, you know what i mean yeah like, no i they, so why they, why should i i guess to boil all that down you can't control other people you can only control yourself at the end of the day when you go to sleep and you might not wake up or at the end of your life do i want to worry about and change the way i do things because of what other people might attempt to sabotage me with. So I'm changing who I am on a daily basis, or do I want to be honest and be true to myself and attempt to be better, attempt to learn more, attempt to have those, these difficult conversations with different people in in a sense, changing who I am. I'm not saying who I am right now is perfect. I think it can, I think it can improve. So I, let's let's try to meet people yeah. to help improve that. But to stop worrying about because the universe doesn't give a shit about me in the end, I can put those people aside as long as I'm being an honest good person. All right, teach me how to be better. All right, we did, we can we vehemently disagree on something. Let's sit down and talk about it. Maybe we can both adjust our stances. Or maybe I'm completely fucking wrong and i'm just a shithead but give me the opportunity to do that and to change and not get canceled 
You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm doxing you, bro. Yeah, like that's that shit. Like, why? Give me an opportunity to admit that I'm wrong. Yeah. And to change. Because if not, what's what's the point? Or you're just so far outside of the box, you just don't care because you will reinvent yourself and you'll come back from a doxing, if you will. Yeah, I'm no, I get that, but that's as far. I'm just talking about like no, no, interhuman personal I'm, relationships. I'm like, how are we going to get together as a species, and how are we going to move forward from this? You know what I mean? That's a huge question. Like, I know you kind of phrased it in a cursory manner, but like, that's a huge question. And, and I, th I think technology is playing a huge role that we don't realize, you know, people are afraid of AI, not, not people, most people aren't afraid of AI, but there is that spectrum of artificial intelligence and how it might rule our worlds moving forward, this, that, whatever. Well, guess what? I think it's already here. It's already changing the way we think you look at. I mean, just say Facebook, Google, algorithms. Yeah, the engineers behind the algorithms for influence. Yeah, and not even necessarily the engineers. Maybe it's just that they got the program wrong. And I had a com the guy we're talking about having on mm -hmm. that knows a lot about the internet. And <laughs> I, t I told you earlier, I mentioned um, that it took him, he said that he when he went to create a Facebook account because he knows a lot about the internet of things. Um, he typed in facebook.com and just start, just stared at the screen for like an hour. Yeah. Because he understood it all. So maybe that artificial intelligence and the, the things that we can be afraid of changing our cultures, it's already here. It's already changing how we interact with people. We've talked about it. Everyone's living 30 seconds at a time. They're not sitting down and having conversations. Bro, I live my life a quarter mile of time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you win by an inch <laughs> or a mile. God <laughs> damn it. You're not nearly bald enough to be Vin Diesel. No, not yet. Um, kind of going back to something else you asked me. Um, yeah, sorry. I went way no, off. No, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, so for me, the more times I succeed or the more times I fail, it's easier for subsequent failures or successes. And I don't know if that's situational just because I've been there and I'm familiar with the territory, but I've, I've seen it. I've, I've firsthand witnessed it because people are like, dude, how can you just do that? Like, I, I, I don't understand how you can just take that, that calculated risk. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, I've done it before. I've done it five times. I've done it 10 times. I've done it a hundred times. Like, so maybe you realize the, even if you do fail, the outcome of that it's not devastating and it's not true failure like well right now I'm, I'm, I'm just saying at the tat you failed that specific task true. so it's you realize a lot of people blow things out of proportion yeah oh yeah so you go okay well like it, if i jump off this cliff the worst thing that happens is i break a leg yeah and if i do it and i break a leg all right well i heal up it's just a leg yeah or you know or, I mean? or while i'm healing up like Maybe I'll try and heal faster. Maybe I'll put together a protocol for some, some IGF one and some BPC one five seven and some TB five hundred. Right. You know, there, there's a. I point my toes next yeah, time. There's <laughs> there's always an opportunity to be found in failures and successes. Is what I'm getting at. Absolutely. And and that's kind of it's you do enough of that, 
and you'll find it. Like it'll condition your mind to think that way. And it's funny though, because people will like, you know, I look at everything like that, I guess. And, and to me, it's become a little bit normal and people are like, God, you're always looking at that from, from some like interesting perspective or some weird perspective. And I'm like, Oh, to me, I don't feel that way, but maybe, maybe to other people, you know, it, it is, but you, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. Go succeed, go fail, go take a risk. It goes back to what we were saying about the doer deeds. It's not the critic that counts. You know, it's the man in the arena whose face is more by sweat and blood. That's who counts. Like, go out there. And I'm not saying just to go, mm, you know what, I'm going to leave my family. I'm not going to care about my kids. Like, that. that's that's not what I'm saying at all. But Yeah, it sounds like a pretty st- shitty risk to yeah. take. <laughs> st- step out of your comfort zone. Like, small steps if you have to. Like, plan something. You know, surround yourself with people that are going in that same direction. And don't don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to go, hmm. I may have to start over and I'm 50 years old. Does that suck? Yep. It does suck. It does suck. But, but what's worse being stuck where you're at forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, or, or what's worse the what if, what if all I know is I'm not going to be on my deathbed and go, what if I don't want a single, what if, right. and, and maybe I'll burn myself out. Maybe I'll fail miserably and have zero dollars in my bank account. I don't know. But does it really matter? You can't take it with you. Going back to what you said about how how finite life is and how in the grand scheme of eternity, maybe we don't matter that much. I think we can matter. And I, I, Absolutely. Yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's not to say. No, no, no. I, don't, yeah. I, I, I didn't take that as a fatalistic standpoint or a fatalistic point of view when you said that. So I think it was a realization that was made by you. And then I, I think what you did was evaluate it and assess that. And you said, how can I take this and use it for fuel? How can I take this and become more intelligent? How can I take this and learn from my failures and my successes? And how can I take this and find myself and, and figure out what makes me put a smile on my face? Absolutely. Figure out what makes me go, hey, I, I can be around people because maybe there's other people that are on the same journey that I am. And maybe we can influence each other. Maybe we can pick each other's brains. Or maybe they're not, but you know what? I'm willing to consider their point of view because guess what that does that makes me more intelligent that makes me able to have conversations with more people that makes me able to absorb my failures and successes to a greater level so in the future i understand myself better i understand other people better and i can make more of an impact on that timeline or that continuum that at this point maybe i think i don't truly matter on whoo whoo I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, and it, and it, man, it's not even to me, I guess it, to, to that exact same point, like it, it doesn't matter to me, like we're trying to find that importance, but I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't have to try to find it. Like we're, we're here. You know, and it's it's funny we keep bringing up the how we don't matter, but we do matter. Yeah, no, I you know, I, and then like I, and then you yeah, brought that yep, full circle yep. where like you you explained it in words and better than I ever could. You, like I, I, <laughs> I, I, I was dig- the bourbon. I was digesting it all. <laughs> um, but that's the point: is the fact that we don't matter 
gives us more capability to, to matter. matter. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I saw <laughs> yeah. a full circle, man. I saw a full circle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's, and once again, how many times have we done this at this point? It hasn't been, we haven't done this a whole lot, but that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. And the more and more I do this, the more and more it's just, ah, it's just so good. And I think that's one thing, one among many people are missing out on is being able to interact with those people around them. You know, I and mean, obviously we're not saying you got to talk to everybody because there's some fucking weird people out there. True. <laughs> you know I mean, you, you don't want to talk to everybody because there's some really fucked up people. I mean, but, I, I, I talk to everybody, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some people I like, I mean, I've dealt with people who are like, you know what I mean? I just, uh, one day I just, uh, took too much acid. I was just never the same again. Like how sad is that? The fact that you are you you have just enough wherewithal that you know that you're not who you used to be. That's sad. Yeah, but I think two things. I'm like, number one, if you have that much wherewithal, are you really that gone? Because if someone was that gone, would they be would they be that cognizant of the fact that they used to be different? Uh, and if they were. If they were, and they I might mean, I've be. seen him pick dog shit up with his bare hands, just like it was not just like, oh. It's fertilizer, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just, <laughs> just, there's a spectrum, I guess, yeah, of people. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> other the other thing for me, I, I just try and understand people in terms of like, well, why do you why do you think that was a good idea to drop that much acid? Like, was that learn? Was that you were in a group of people and you were easily influenced? If you were easily influenced, why were you easily influenced? Or maybe it wasn't the typical dosage yeah maybe i don't know how acid works maybe, maybe you got okie doked i don't know yeah or like like fentanyl Ooh. fentanyl 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 i know it's mis it's been mispronounced pronounced a bunch um this world is full of scary things i like those scary things but i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like i know <laughs> I say that with some exceptions, but uh, yeah, well, it raises that uh, adrenaline and gets it gets the blood pump. I know, and I I also I am a fan of characters because I I'm probably a bit of a character myself, <laughs> and so I, I've had pe I've, I have people ask me that all the time. They're like, "Why would you want to be the medical director of a jail?" And I'm like, "Why wouldn't you want to be the medical director <laughs> yeah, of a some jail?" Some interesting shit going yeah, on there. Always, like I'm surrounded <laughs> by characters, like people that uh, you know. I don't, I don't, I feel like sometimes my thinking is so far out there that I'm like, I, man, if I, I don't know if I can even bring this back or explain it, but I'm not the person that goes, Hey, this is how you are. And it's permanent. And some people are permanent. Absolutely. But I, I tell, so I work in an addiction clinic as well. Um, we do Suboxone, uh, Sublicade, uh, Subutex. And I tell my patients, don't let this moment right now where you're at define you for the rest of your life and i, and I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying a little bit about how we don't quite matter in the grand scheme of eternity so if we don't matter this moment right here that you're stuck in where you're an addict doesn't matter either yes 
And and I tell them that all I the like time. That. Yeah, no, it, it's true though. Like you can redefine yourself. You can you Done can it. change. Yeah, and I I know that there's it's a long road. It's a hard road. It's it's a road where you're going to have failures. And I tell them that we discuss the neuroplasticity of the brain and how you can't process pleasure the same way and how maybe that pathway will never go back the same, but how, you know, I'm going to help as much as I can. Some of the medications will help. Some of the counseling and therapy will help, but don't let yourself be defined by this hopefully small moment in, in the grand scheme of everything. Let it be a blip on the radar, not define the entire radar itself. Yes. I think you can say that for a lot of things too, you can. actually. I agree, and I, I think that's – damn it, bro. I mean, I've known you for quite a while, and I, I'm just – I feel like I'm just starting to peel the layers back on you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's beautiful. It, that's exactly the the thread that I was going down with the – it doesn't matter, yeah. so it can matter. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't have to be a static creature, like – that's so sad. If you would, if you did, if you did have to be, I mean, but think about how many people are like no, that. Everybody, because I feel like we've been conditioned that way, and like we said, going back to, I don't necessarily think it was diabolical. I think it's a true. I, I, I obviously there's jest in what you said. I could right, yeah, yeah, like you know, it's it's almost kind of like the herd mentality. The herd doesn't necessarily want to be the herd just because that's what they it think is best. But it's it's just how it's kind of worked out. So, well, it's easy. So, I guess I'll just keep on going with it. Yeah, you know. Continue this for a sec. I broke the seal. It's over. Oh God damn it, bro! It's yeah, that's fine. I mean, we're not in the middle of anything. In no, yeah. God damn, that was fantastic, bro. It blew my mind. Dude, let me let me follow up on that and ask you something. I keep thinking of like this timeline, and like I said, not all the time, but I'll, I'll talk to my patients, man, and I'll try and c- encourage them as much as I can. And I tell them I'm proud of them, man. Like I am. The fact that they're sitting in that chair and they want to make a change, regardless of whether you know they're going to relapse, at least they're in that chair for now. And this is completely unrelated to that, but just kind of talking about you don't have to f- define yourself by this one moment. Um, you know, you have the opportunity and ability to change. Do you think? Do you think that someone can be like purely and truly evil, like the most vile of of human beings across the board? Do you think that that person can have can lack zero redeeming qualities? Like, can someone truly be evil to the core? So, I think there's a couple things to that. Um, to me, it's what's your definition and what's your understanding of the human race and species. What is this a created existence that we're living in? Because if it is, then yes. Because it has an origination and it has a creator. So are you saying if there's a creator that someone could be created purely and wholly evil? Yes. Okay. Because there's intent. Okay. 
because it goes back to intent, right? And it goes back to what's the origination of this thing? Is it evil? Is it good? Well, it goes back to the intent. It goes back to the creation of it. Um, if you believe in evolution, then there is no evil or good. So it's like just an it's explanation perception. of actions. It's perception, right? Of so if if you believe in evolution, and these are very very broad, you know, ta- you know, mm-hmm. labels I'm slapping on it. But if it's <clears throat> if it's an evolutionary thing, then it's all right. We have evolved as humans to feel, to think, to um, be able to solve complex problems to create. So as humans, if we have evolved, then we have evolved to be able to create. And one of those things that we have created is language and thoughts and, and constructs around what we do, such as good and evil. So if we have just evolved then we have evolved language we have evolved conscience we have evolved our thoughts and meanings and what is good and evil or shout out to frederick Nietzsche, beyond good and evil so if you believe that we are created with intent. True. Then evil has also been created with intent. That's my belief. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can't create something. If you're going to create something, it's either you've created all of it on purpose or you created something and the creation didn't quite go as planned. The, the science experiment didn't quite go as planned. You know, your hypothesis, even if it was a little bit off, if you're creating something, we're, and we're, I'm talking about like if there's a omnipotent, um, omniscient, you know, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipresent yeah. God that has created something. So if you consider all those three things and he creates something, then he had, then he had to create evil because right. if he was all powerful, it, all knowing, and everywhere yeah, it at didn't, once. It didn't go wrong by coincidence. Yeah, yeah, because there knew. is no coincidence because he is all he is all everything. Hmm. So it either he's not all everything, or, or he created evil. Gotcha. But or at the same time, is it really evil? Did he create quote unquote evil, or he just create everything? And we perceive it because our finite human minds as and that, evil. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at. If we, if we, like you said, finite human minds, and we had to put a definition to it, we had to make it make sense to us because we couldn't understand it. And man, right when you said that, all I could think about was I took an animal behavior class. Okay, and uh, the, oh, the the doctor was metal, bro. It, it was cool. It was super <laughs> cool. It was super cool. Um, but she had her doctor from Duke and the first thing she said to us, she said, animals 
don't feel. And dude, half the class blew off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, you're so you tell me my dog oh, doesn't dude, love me. It was yeah, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. It was like this was over a decade ago, and I think it was the invention <laughs> of cancel culture right there. These kids were. Oh, I'm that's dog, exactly where I was going with that class. too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. She said. Uh, she said animals don't feel. She said every action that animals undertake is for a specific reason. And so I think of certain examples. So you, you think of uh, you think of lions, okay? And there's this thing called infanticide. They like to eat shit. They do like to eat stuff. Yeah, for <laughs> oh, sure. Living, living, yeah, yeah living. So, um, but lions will, you know, male lions will kill babies. They'll kill them. They won't eat them. They'll just kill them. Yeah. It's it's called infanticide. But there's a reason for that. The, the reason for that is because they were another male's babies, and so they want their heritable characteristics yep. to be passed on. And so I, I started thinking about that, and I'm like, man, is if if we had to look at that and we'd go, oh, my God, this thing's killing babies, it's evil. But is there an underlying purpose for right. what we consider evil because we have to – we just – we need to define it that way because it's – finite minds i guess and that's to me that's the biggest thing is that's oh there's so many things <laughs> um realizing our the constructs and constriction of our minds and the rules that we have been kind of placed upon ourselves um man there's so much in that that we think that we're general generalization here we as humans think that we're just the best thing since sliced bread like we think we think we figured it out fuck we've all once again going back to the whole creation versus evolution if we were created we haven't been around that long if we evolved we still haven't been around that long. You know what I mean? Like maybe even less. So like there's so many things that we think at that point in time, at this point in time that we've got it figured out. No, it's like the whole United States analogy. The United States of America, God fucking bless it. If you know, whatever, but it's an infant. Yeah. This is an experiment. How many, once again, we, I talked about this with the, our guests soon to be. I'm so excited for it. Um, but the, you know, comparison of the, the rules of different groups of people throughout history and how like, we're just, we're basically, we're, we're a period at the end of a sentence on page like 1500 of a, encyclopedia you know that's that's like our sure you know what i mean so like it goes back to that where it's just we don't know what the fuck we're doing so let's stop pretending like we got it figured out and those are real general <laughs> but well let me ask you this then man if we're just periods how why don't we not act like periods why why do so many people like the, they're just fine being periods, I guess. Is that a nature thing? Is that a nurture thing? Is that like why 
do so many people work the nine to fives? I realize they have obligations, but they don't take risks. I don't know if that's a learned thing. I don't know if that's conditioned. I don't know what that is. But I mean, why do you think so many people are just, they're content being periods? Because they're comfortable. Because they're content. They don't have to survive anymore. Just going back to your line. Obviously, this is just a real big jump. But say tomorrow, there's no electricity. Mm-hmm. Everything, and a giant EMP goes off, or we get a, you know, if there are other yeah. suns out there. Solar for not, burst. Or- yeah, if we're not living on a flat earth and a dome, whatever, and there's a giant natural EMP that goes off, fries every single electronic across the world. Where are you going to get your food? Where are you going to get your money? That doesn't matter. How are you going to survive? Some people are adapt to that. They'll be able to survive. But as far as a natural world goes, we've become, especially in these days, so accustomed to technology that it's what makes people's lives, that's what makes people survive. And even the healthcare system, all these things like vaccines and everything else, and I'm not trying to get on that topic either but what happens when technology if technology was taken out in a second where would we be so you think it was just that's how people were conditioned if you will from a generation past to generation yeah, and maybe past not or, even you know maniacally I, I you know what i mean yeah no I, it's just how we've become to hey, to be your dad worked a nine to five your grandpa worked a nine to five it's, like yeah, you got to go. Just and, go work your nine to five. Go to or schools. Hey, you need to go to college. You got to get that piece of paper because you have to get the piece of paper to get the job to get to get the the nine to five job to take care of your family to to move and advance and you know to get to that next position and to live on and. So you think we need to? You think we need to think outside the box? I mean, that's that's the only way. You look at even the most successful people in those spheres. The most the richest people, the most, you know, wealthy people, whatever it is, that's what those people have done. Then how do you get more people to think outside the box? Like, I mean, what, what if more people were thinking outside the box? What if cancer was cured? Cancers were cured. What if AIDS was cured? What if there was no AIDS is still a thing? I I don't know. I haven't heard of it. Ask Magic Johnson, I guess. I haven't heard of it in a while. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I so, so that's the monkeys that's, that's are high fiving each other. That's a whole different topic. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, there's so many things out there that I, and not to be conspiracy theorist or whatever, but there, I think there's so many different aspects of life, especially today, because people have access to everything. You have access to so much stuff. You have you we have gained access willingly to. Smoke and mirrors. And we've gained access to lies that we don't, that we think because we are smarter, that we, we think all the information that we're gaining and the, all, all the information that we're learning, well, it, it must be better because it's new and it's advancement and it's better. And we're learning more things and we're gaining more knowledge well, if you know people, people are people, and sometimes people are motherfucking liars. 
Yeah, and, and new doesn't and, always mean advancement. Sometimes new just means new. Exactly. But I think that's one thing that we've... So going back to what I was saying, how do you get people to think outside the box? Like, how do you get... And this goes back to, what was it, the second or third episode? Um, and maybe maybe that's the answer right there. Maybe I'm answering the answer or the question, if you will. The uh, How do you get people to stop convergently thinking? Do you think it begins with schools? Do you think it begins with families? Do you think... You need to just flip the entire education system on its head. Like, how does divergency occur so that we have these thinkers, so that we have more Elon Musks, so that you've got some Teslas? He's an alien. <laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> no. I can't even disagree uh, with you at this point. Yeah. I don't even no, say I, that. I have no good dude, argument I, against that. I don't know, man. Um, I think it's just... You know what I do? You know, I do. I do think how you start is honesty because that's an art that has been lost. With yourself or mankind or both? Even more than that. So spot off for me. Honesty with yourself. Okay. True honesty with yourself. Um, that was, that was, in my life, that was a, it was a baseball bat upside the head when I tried to do that. Um, when you sit down and you're truly honest with yourself, like pretending that there's someone else there talking to you that knows all the things that are going inside your head, True. knows all the dirty, disgusting, nasty bullshit that you've ever done through your entire life. And because we do this, you know, as human, we, we sit there and go, we justify things and we do this, that, whatever, we justify it. But if you're really capable and if you really want to be honest with yourself, you sit down and go, Oh, well, this, <laughs> well, bro, remember when you, you did this thing, was that really because you thought it was a good I, I watched it. Do we do we want to replay the video? Let's replay the video, shall we? And you can do that in your head. True. And if you're honest with yourself, you go, hmm. Nah, that's pretty shitty. And then but don't dwell on it, because that's only gonna be toxic for you too. You can you know what? I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna be honest. And if someone's like, they ask you something simple and you could easily lie, not even lie, just be like, uh, like, Hey, you got that pro you got, you got that project done or Hey, um, so you're going to, this is super ridiculous example, but say you're going to meet somewhere at nine o'clock and eight fifty five comes and they call you and they're like, hey, hey, are, you know, I was just thinking are, about this, that, whatever, you're, are you on your way? And maybe you kind of forgot about it, or maybe you're late, and you're heading down the freeway, and you're actually you're only 10 minutes away. It's only five minutes late, doing the math. And instead of going, oh, man, yeah, man, I've been fucking stuck in traffic. 
I'll probably be five minutes late. I'm really sorry. And you go, yeah, you know, I'm really sorry, man. I'm going to be five minutes late. I just, I forgot. I forgot. I didn't realize what time it was. I'm sorry. The person's going to go, hey, no problem. But if you feed that person that, hey, I'm stuck in traffic lie. It's only five minutes, not a big deal. Like that's not, that's, it seems like a very non-consequential minute thing, but those little teeny tiny lies, they build up eventually. You know what I mean? So, um, sorry, I went off. That's all right. It, it literally just sounds like you were saying, just go back to being true to yourself. If yeah. You will. Just be true to yourself and be true to other people. And it's just living that life. And it's, and it makes it, it makes life so much better. So then let me ask you this real quick. How do you be true to yourself? If, if you had parents that were a certain way, if you have a, an educational system that instructs you in a certain way, how do you be true to yourself? Do you, do you have a mentor? Do you seek that out? And if you don't like, how did people even get mentors in the first place? If they will, that kind of train them or, I don't know, man. I'm I'm lost as to how this complete transformation occurs, so that we're not stuck inside a box, so that we can think outside of it, so that we can have more divergent thinkers, and we have more Elon Musk's aliens. I hate to say that. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, to in, me, it's you stop lying to yourself. Okay. And before you stop lying to everybody else, you have to stop lying to yourself, yourself yeah. right? So, but how do you how do you how do you do that? Is what I'm getting at. You're open to all of the. Uh, you, you have to be open to everything. Okay. And that's, okay. to me, that's at least what I think. Like, somebody so, has so an how, idea. So how does that happen is what I'm getting at. Like, is that an epiphany? That's a lot of work. Is that a, is that a continual that's grind? A daily grind. And, and the reason I ask this is because, I mean, you yourself have said, I was one way, I, you know, I was asleep. You know, I, I had, my eyes were closed and now I'm open. Now I've, I've kind of transformed, if you will, to an extent. So I guess... How did you do that? I mean, without going down too much, because I think we're I mean, look, we're almost three hours, in, <laughs> or at least two and a half. Give me just um, a, at least a brief synopsis, and I'm not saying it has to be a playbook, but like no, I think it's like hey, I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, that that dude's a piece of crap. Like I came to a self realization, or I had a relationship that was failing, or I'm not the dad that I want to be towards my kid, or I'm not making the career choices I don't want to make. How did how did that happen? So honestly, it was all of those things right there. Okay. I, I, when I said those, I literally wasn't thinking of you. So no, 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 but no, like I, it was all those things, but it was because of one thing, because I wasn't who I was. And that's why I wasn't who I should. I wasn't who I really, really was. But in turn, I wasn't the dad that I should have been. I wasn't the husband that I should have been. I wasn't the friend that I should have been. I wasn't the person that I should have been. And it really boils down to, and it was, it's weird. Um, it really boils down to a point where I was talking to my mom and this is a completely different story for a different day, but she asked me, and we were having a serious conversation. No. And I, at that point, I don't didn't have serious conversations with anybody. True. And 
she asked me, have you ever thought about suicide? And I hadn't at that point, but when she asked me that question, it was very easy to see the future of the path I was going down and acknowledging to myself, you know, I haven't seriously contemplated that, but I'm well on the way. And to be able to look into your own future and being able to admit things that are not comfortable and even more so looking into your own present and saying, this isn't good. Obviously we can all look into our past cause that's True. easy and saying, Oh, I fucked up there. I fucked up there, but it's, it's much harder to say I'm fucking up now. And it's even harder to say I'm fucking up in the future. Cause who's doing that? You're not like, you're not like, Oh, I'm going to fuck up in the, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a path and I am fucking up. Like who's proud of looking in the future and saying, I'm fucking, there's plenty of people that look in the past and go, yeah, you know what? I fucked up. I'm changing my shit, which I did, which I, yeah. but you don't meet a whole lot of people saying, Hey bro, I'm going to fuck you over in the future. It's that's gonna happen because that's what I'm, that's the path I'm going at. So that's that was kind of the the idea of that. It really hit me when because my mom's a social worker, and it was a point where I came down. and said, "Look, I need to talk," and that's that's not how I was, but it was I was at a breaking point, and she said that to me, and it just was like, "Whoa." I just got a glimpse of my future if I keep going down the path of understanding and the actions that I'm doing. Yeah. And it was just something's got to change. I mean, it sounds like you took a hard, hard look at yourself in the mirror and you said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at this dude as hard as it is. And if like maybe, hey, I don't, I don't like that guy. And then you go, well, if I can't like myself, yeah. do other people like me? <laughs> and, it, yeah. and if there's yeah. other people in my life that matter and they don't like me, like maybe I need to make a change. And if you can, if you can figure out that, that you don't like you, other people don't like you and make a change. And then through that change, there's a transformation of thinking to become true to yourself that maybe you'll be able to think outside that box oh, absolutely, and influence others. Oh, for sure. And that's and that's really like what it boils down to. Yeah, I, yeah. And I wasn't trying to minimize it, but I was just trying to. Kind no, of no, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not like I'm trying to make it some big thing. Sure. Like I would, it was just in the point in life I was going through, and it was like it just really struck me, and and that was the point where, and it's not like the next day it was great. Sure. And I changed sure. my life, and it it sure as hell wasn't good before then. Yeah, you threw a number out. You're like uh, ten years, so yeah, like, you know it was. But it, it's a it's a path where you realize. I mean, this is just really being really broad. It was like if there's a, I think it, and every point of people's lives, maybe not everybody, most people. I think if if most people 
if you don't get to a point in your life where you go, I'm kind of a fuck face. I need to change some things. I mean, I think that's most people go through that. When you're you're a kid, you're learning when you start kind of taking the the knowledge and hopefully like, you know, if you have some good people around you and you're trying to, you know, construct yourself in a way where you change your future and you go, okay, like, hey, I need to I need to change my path. Yeah. You know, I need to make sure I, I need to really reinforce who I am as a person and and do some kind of good. Um, I think everyone kind of gets to that stage of life. I would say probably it's somewhere in between the ages of 18 and 32 on average. True. Probably more in the 26 to 20, the 30 range. Some people get a little earlier. Um, but there's a transition there where you start to realize what life is and, and at least your perspective of it, you know, um, but that's where I hit that wall and was like, I better, this is my, this might be my, I, I think that's what it was is this might be my last fork in the road. Get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I felt like we just ended on that. Part. Yeah. Get busy living or get, get busy, busy dying. dying. Fucking this might be the last fork in the road. <laughs> I like it. I like it.